The following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. What do you want me to say? Powered by Dupree Financial Group. Uh, we're going to have to start doing that at the beginning of our shows. Um, Tom Dupree, we're going to have a good show for you today. We got uh, Representative Andy Barr and Representative Tom Graves from Georgia. First, I will read the Psalm of the day, uh, Psalm 37. Do not Fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as a green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. So there's the psalm, Psalm 37, a good word for us this morning. Um, I, if... Uh, I don't know how many of you watched the debates the other night, but I was struck by the difference in the candidates and in their preparedness for uh, questions. Um, and um, my friend uh, and Congressman Andrew Barr, I think, shone rather brightly in those debates, uh, in that one debate that they were able to have uh, on KET the other night. And um, his... Uh, just it reflected on a lot of the work that he's done while in Congress and uh, his knowledge of the uh, of the uh, issues, even even the ones that he may not be directly involved in. Uh, I was impressed with, and I felt like uh, <clears throat> this one last show of ours before the election, uh, it would be informative to have him and his friend. Tom Graves, who is from Georgia and up here uh, rooting for the Georgia Bulldogs, of course, he did me the he didn't be so obnoxious to come in here wearing red. Uh, he's <laughs> he may do that at the game today, though. But uh, um, Andy, um, 
I, I want you to be able to talk a little bit about um, not only the issues that are at stake in this election, but, you know, some things about yourself, why you do this, um, what motivates you to 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 run for office and, and those kind of things. So program and we Tom, thanks for having me on the program and we welcome uh, my good friend, Congressman Tom Graves, a Georgia Bulldog, but a great American. And uh, I just for the record, I am wearing my blue right now already oh. at 7 a.m. Uh, I'm ready to go. And we welcome more like Carolina blue. <laughs> no, um, but uh, th- thanks so much for for the good word, that uh, a great word that's that a reading from Psalms. And, uh, you know, this this is a competitive uh Congressional district is a competitive election cycle, competitive election, but uh, I think competition is a terrific thing. I think competition is about accountability. Competition is about striving for excellence. Competition is what our founding fathers envisioned for these elections, and it makes us better. Competition on the on the gridiron makes makes Kentucky and Georgia football better. Get us gets us ready for the bowl season. So. Right. Uh, I, I welcome it. And when people ask me about what I think about this, I, I like the fact that the American people get to give me a report card. The people of the 6th District get to give me a report card every two years because it makes us productive as re- uh, as a representative. And I ran for Congress to restore the American dream. Um, six years ago when we were elected for the first time, we knew that the country was heading in the wrong direction. Uh, the economy was... was um, in the tank, the um, the prospects for Americans' prosperity were not good. Frankly, uh, the 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 country was heading in the wrong direction fast, and so we dedicated ourselves and committed ourselves to returning this country to prosperity. And I can say with confidence, and I think Tom could as well, that after the most productive term of Congress in my service to the people of this district, the country is back. The economy is booming. Our military is stronger. The country is safer and more secure. Our communities are healthier and safer because of the 21st Century Cures Act, because of historic record levels of investment in the National Institutes of Health and Medical Research. Right. And we've tackled the opioid epidemic in a major and historic way. So we're getting the job done, and we're getting results. Right. Um, Tom? You want to add anything to that? Well, good morning. Good to be with you. And uh, I know I'm here. If Tom Graves from the North Georgia, North Northwest Georgia, you're right. It's great to be here. Uh, and uh, I obviously I'm here. I'm going to see the ball game today. I, it, it may be something that I view today, but uh, primarily I'm here for uh, my dear friend Andy Barr. And it's uh, really fascinating. I mean, we're in the final 72 hours, and I know it's been a, a tremendous election cycle. A lot of a lot of ads out there, I understand, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, might portray all, a little truth and might not. to be over with. But uh, what, what excites me about being able to join Andy today, and uh, as well as you, Tom, is to just remind the voters that in 2000, when was it? 2012, Andy, you were first elected. Um, uh, the voters selected him because of who he was then and what he stood for then. And, and I can come back as a person of accountability and say nothing's changed. You know, right. Andy Barr is the same Andy Barr uh, that uh, was elected uh, in 2012. And he's the same person today, um, however, with um, some, some additions and some pluses. And that is, I mean, he's one of the most well-respected, knowledgeable voices on the Financial Services Committee. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the most well-respected voices when it comes to a free trade and, and the uh, pushing back against tariffs. 
Uh, and uh, when I think about as as voters decide these last seventy two hours and they they sort through all these ads, what are you looking for? You're you're looking for somebody that can influence outcomes, and there's probably no better person I can think of that can influence outcomes in Washington D.C. than Andy Barr, and to the point that he will push back on. Uh, the administration when there are things that are impacting his district negatively right. and that doesn't happen often and so that's a unique voice to have and so uh great to be with him and uh and uh, also root for the bulldogs while i'm here a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah. we're looking forward to uh welcoming you to kroger field and the and and we want you to to meet the big blue nation <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it's it's the the spread has tightened a little bit as to who's expected to win this game i, I mean i think it's going to be a a pretty good game today uh you know it certainly hope it is and uh uh, we've we've had a tough time against georgia for the last eight meetings and in our whole history of georgia football has uh, i ran into vince dooley uh who was a friend of a friend of mine i introduced myself to him and uh, was talking about games back in the 60s that when i was a little kid going to the going to Stoll Field and Mike Caven at Cavan at quarterback and uh, a punter named Spike Jones who uh, kicked barefooted. I don't that, you guys may not remember that, but <laughs> Georgia didn't have to punt hardly at all that game and and they finally told this guy come running in. He comes running off the sidelines just in time for the snap and punts at 65 yards that was that was georgia football back then you know we're just kind of going oh my gosh you know but um i uh you know i i've been struck by the way andy has gone to school on a lot of these issues uh that he, he really didn't know that much about when he went up there for the first time and um especially with the financial services area. Um, these are some things that he's really learned a lot about. And, um, you know, I'm impressed by that. I mean, it's obviously something you're interested in. Well, yeah, and um, Tom actually has a very important role to play in financial services as well, financial services public policy in Congress as well, because he is the chairman of the Financial Services Subcommittee on Appropriations. And what that means is that when we are, when when we're interested in funding, or in the more often the case may be defunding, uh, or uh, or holding accountable financial uh, regulatory agencies like the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau or other agencies, uh, who has the purse strings? It's it's Congressman Tom Graves. Right. So we collaborate, and this is really the the most powerful tool that Congress has is the power of the purse. We have oversight responsibilities over executive branch agencies. And of course, one of the ways that we can advocate for the American people to make sure that they have access to financial services and products is through regulatory relief or reforms or legislation, changes to statutes. But when we can't get that done, we go to the appropriators uh, and, and Tom Graves and we uh, advocate for withholding uh, or in some cases maybe plussing up uh, the appropriations for a particular agency to get something done. Right. That's that is the way that the American people hold their government accountable is through the appropriations process, through the power of the purse. So we collaborate a lot and having that partnership, that professional working relationship on these issues has been very, very effective. But let me just say this, Tom, one of the reasons why we have historic economic growth in this country, why 
Um, unemployment has uh, is maintaining at 3.7%, the lowest unemployment in nearly 50 years. Why there are more job openings in America than there are unemployed people. Uh, why um, wages are surging, paychecks are growing. People feel more confident in the economy and their and their own personal financial prospects. The reason is that historic tax cuts, deregulation, and bipartisan reforms that Tom and I have led mm-hmm. to provide regulatory relief for community financial institutions that were right. really suffocating under the weight You're of Dodd-Frank. Talking about Frank. country banks, small yeah, banks. small rural banks. You know, 80% of all agriculture loans in this country come from the hometown community bank. Mm-hmm. These were not the institutions that caused the financial crisis, and yet they were being subject right. to the same one-size-fits-all, Washington-knows-best regulations that we put on the big Wall Street banks after the financial crisis. Well, guess what? That that, that had they the, don't have the money for the compliance staff and, right. and the uh, lawyers and people like that to 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 deal with it. Right, and ironically, the the result of Dodd Frank was it had the exact opposite effect that maybe it was intended to have. Namely, we were losing a community financial institution, a community bank or credit union, every day on average in this country after Dodd Frank. Right. Meanwhile, the two big to fail banks, the Wall Street banks, they were getting bigger. That's right. And so big banks got bigger, few, uh, small banks uh, got f- fewer, um, and that, that actually undermined financial stability, and it certainly compromised Americans' ability to access credit. All right, let's take it right there. We need to take a break. It is the Tom Dupree Show with Andy Barr and Re- Representative Tom Stevens and uh, Graves. Graves, News Radio 630 WLAP. <laughs> October. Judge Kavanaugh. Confirmed. U.S. Mexico-Canada agreement. Get up in the face. Bob Hurricane Michael. Jamal Khashoggi. November happens here. Bomb threats continue. This caravan. Anti-Semitism. News Radio 630 WLAP. At Dupree Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars. We don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. Call us at 859-233-0400, and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. We have uh, two special guests here today, Andy Barr and Tom Graves, uh, both representatives of their districts, uh, Andy in Kentucky, Tom Northwest Georgia. I'll, I'll just throw this question out to both of you guys. Why do you do this? 
Why, why do you put yourself through this every two years to you retain a job that is a tough job at best? It, it, the, you know, you could probably do better in the private sector. Maybe I don't know. Um, you know, I'm sure you probably could. Why, why put yourself through this? Well, I'd love to hear what Tom's answer is to this question. But when I was first elected, my oldest daughter Eleanor was one years old. Um, she's now seven, and my, I have a, we have a second daughter now, uh, Mary Clay, who's five. And um, maybe when I was first running for Congress, I was intellectually interested in mm-hmm. changing the country for the better and, and restoring the American dream and restoring prosperity to this country and the whole idea that you know, the, every generation should have a better shot than the, than the one before. But now, to me, it's, it's not just an intellectual idea. Now, to me, it's, it's personal. I want to pass on to my daughters a better future, a better, more hopeful, prosperous future. We all do. That's not unique to me or Tom. That's what, that's what we're made to do as human beings is to, is to create a better life for our kids. And, um, you know, it, that's really what motivates me every day is, is to say, hey, you know, this country was great not because of the government, not because of some new government law or statute or regulation or we need a new government program. That's not what makes life better. What makes life better is our God-given freedoms. What makes life better is opportunity and the fact that we have a constitution that protects our our freedoms and our rights and our liberties Mm -hmm. and the fact that, you know, we should be able to make life the way we deem it right for us and our family. That's what we're fighting for, and, and we're fighting for a, a strong America mm-hmm. uh, f- so that our kids can inherit a strong America. That was under attack um, in, the, in the previous eight years because of um, out-of-control government and because of a lack of prosperity. So we're, you're what I would call a true believer still. Uh, absolutely. You're, you're still, you're still uh, idealistic about it. Absolutely. That's great. Tom? You know, while wow, that's a— you know, I think I think for all of us, we 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 do what we do wherever we are, what you do, and and, and such, um, because we're we're destined and purposed, and at least that's what I hope is mm-hmm. why why anyone would do their job. But for me, I never thought I would be in politics. I didn't grow up in politics at all. Uh, not a political family, uh, certainly not in a wealthy family. I grew up poor in the mountains of North Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a single wide trailer out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, and just sort of uh, uh, you know worked my way through life and uh, had to be street smart and. And uh, fortunately, made it through uh, the college scene. And uh, you know, did you go to University of Georgia? I, I did. I graduated from the University of Georgia, but it wasn't my first college. It was actually my fourth in a mm-hmm. in a series of working and begging and borrowing my way to get through <laughs> college. And because uh, I didn't have the means, my family didn't have the means to pay for school, and no one in my family had ever gone to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, I was heck, I was lucky to get out of high school, much less uh, college. I'll never forget the teacher in senior year asking me where I was going to go to school next uh, and were you born in is it whitfield county georgia I, I was actually born in florida but grew up in bartow near cartersville okay near cartersville. Car- yeah. closer yeah. to atlanta yeah, yeah. well it's it's 60 miles north but yeah but closer and yeah, uh then then uh, dalton that area that's right so i'm in a northwest sort of corridor there four-way lunch oh you know the four-way that's it <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a <laughs> That's a good little restaurant. That is a great restaurant. Great restaurant. Great history there in Heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but to, so, so anyhow, why why do we do what we do? I, I think it's just you. you in my case, um, when I think about my story, how I was able to go from a, a hall of a single wide trailer to the halls of Congress, 
I mean, that is the American story. That's the American dream. Yeah. And uh, and for if a, if a guy like me can do that, then I know anyone can. And that's that's what I think Andy and I and 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 many others we hope to preserve is that anyone can achieve whatever dream they may have, no matter where they come from. And and it's it's less about all these policy things and the Washington speak, and it's probably more about uh, protecting and preserving that opportunity for everybody else. Have you ever been in radio before? You got the perfect voice for it. I have not, no sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's an option. <laughs> it is if this uh, Congress thing doesn't work out at some point. But you can you can see why I'm friends with Tom and and yeah. why he's a, an example and a role model for a lot of us. He's just a great guy. He's got a great story and. Um, he's doing yeah. a great job for for his constituents and the American people. You guys, you, you guys are making me more patriotic by sitting here just just thinking about these things that that mean so much. And um, you know, I've tried to read uh, things over the years, patriotic stuff, the Federalist Papers, things like that. That uh, uh, Judge Kavanaugh quoted so much during his. Uh, uh, confirmation process and the thought that goes into what makes this country great is something that we could spend the rest of our lives uh, studying and and uh, um, the, I got into it by accident just by being on the radio trying to promote my business and then I realized that you know I cared about politics and uh, some of these things that just kind of uh, naturally made sense to me and that's how we've come to get closer of course I've known him long before he was into politics I think I was one of the first but maybe not the only person who said you ought to think about politics at some point uh, I don't know you know you 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 have said that before yeah you did and you know um I want to make a difference. Tom wants to make a difference. There isn't any other reason to run for public office right. than to want to make a difference. We're going and, to and talk. I think, and I think in this term of Congress in particular, we've made a profound difference with right. this new president. I agree with you. We're going to talk a little more about some of the specifics of that when we come back in the next half hour. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. News Radio 630 WLAP. On November 6th, please vote to keep Kentucky Court of Appeals Judge Rob Johnson representing you in Anderson, Bourbon, Boyle, Clark, Fayette, Franklin, Jessamine, Madison, Mercer, Scott, and Woodford Counties. Judge Rob Johnson shares your Kentucky values. His family is rooted in Kentucky. From his grandparents' final resting place in Jessamine County, to the soccer fields of his five children, to the Georgetown College cafeteria where he met Rebecca, his wife of 25 years. As an experienced and knowledgeable circuit judge for 12 years, Judge Rob Johnson has never been finally overturned after a trial. That is because he is a judge who interprets the law and doesn't create it. His decisions are grounded in the Constitution. A law and order judge, Rob Johnson holds felons accountable, which is one of the reasons he is endorsed by Ray Larson and the Kentucky Fraternal Order of Police. Please vote to keep Court of Appeals Judge Rob Johnson and visit www.keepjudgerobjohnson.com. This is Kentucky Court of Appeals Judge Rob Johnson running to retain my seat, and I approve this message. Paid for by the committee to keep Judge Rob Johnson. Hello, I'm Sherilyn Stevenson, and I'm running for state representative in the 88th District of Lexington. I'm a first-time candidate that will put people over politics and return the everyday voice back to Frankfurt. 
I work in nonprofits, and I'm the daughter of a teacher and a coal worker. Like you, I'm furious that Frankfurt created 41 new taxes, raising taxes on 95% of Kentuckians, all while turning its back on our teachers and state workers. Bring balance back to Frankfurt by electing me, Cheryl Lynn Stevenson, State Representative, on November 6th. Paid for by Cheryl Lynn Stevenson for State Representative. Sunny clouds across the region on this Saturday. Looks really good this afternoon. Temperature topping out into the low and middle 50s. Rain may come into town by the end of the day on Sunday. A lot of dry times, though. We'll make a run at 60 degrees. Really going to watch late Monday into Tuesday. That's your election day. Could be strong and severe thunderstorms and high winds. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAC. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Guided by faith, devoted to family, and an honest hometown doctor, Ralph Alvarado is working for us in the state Senate. In just two years, Ralph has broken barriers that's held back Kentucky for two generations. Our economy is booming with over 19,000 new jobs and more than $9 billion in new investments. Kentucky has the lowest unemployment rate in over 20 years, and we've moved from 33rd to 18th in business competitiveness. And Ralph Alvarado voted to lower personal income tax rates, making paychecks bigger. Now Kentucky is 17th in the nation on tax rates. Ralph made sure public pensions were fully funded for the first time in decades and public education was funded at historic levels. Better ideas, proven results. On Tuesday, November 6th, vote Ralph Alvarado for State Senate. Paid for by Alvarado. You know, our Jimmy John's new nine grain wheat sub has the perfect amount of grain. Freak, yeah, it does. Any less it'd be grain lacking, any more to be obnoxious. Nine grains. It's just so confident. I mean, it says I'm high quality, I'm substantial, I'm flavorful, but I don't have to prove myself to anyone. This nine grain wheat sub is practically an inspirational poster. I want to possess the character and depth of this nine grain wheat sub. You guys talking about being that nine grain wheat sub again? Try our new nine grain wheat sub, Jimmy John's Wheat Yeah Freak Yeah! 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. Um, we have with us in the studio Andy Barr, Representative Andy Barr, and Representative Tom Graves from Georgia. Um, Andy, let's let's go over uh, a little more, uh, as if you haven't already done this enough, but. Uh, your opponent has kind of run an unprecedented campaign, more money than this uh, district or this this seat has ever seen in terms of uh, money raising uh, to try to, it appears to me, buy the seat. You know, uh, unwillingness to debate and really go over the issues. And I felt like in the debates, it was the debate, rather singular, uh, it was um, just astounding to me the difference between preparedness between you and her in terms of answering the questions. She thought at one point she was talking about her health insurance, which she thought was government-run health insurance. It turned out that she had health insurance through, through, through TRICARE. Uh, sorry, you're on now. 
uh, track here that uh, is is a private insurance company. It's private insurance. No wonder she liked it. She liked it because she had a choice. But of, she didn't of, know the difference. She, she did not. And she, she 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 says that socialized medicine is awesome, but the truth is, th- what she had was a choice of Aetna, Humana, Anthem, yeah. Blue Cross Blue Shield. She had choices in Tricare, uh, United, and. That's pro- that's high quality private health insurance, uh, not yep. not the single payer system that she's advocating and says is quote the way to go. And you know she said things like I am farther left uh, of anybody in Kentucky. Uh, she didn't say that in Kentucky. She said it in Massachusetts at a at a fundraising meeting. But um, I think it's confusing to the voters because she brings out her. Um, her uh, service to the uh, to the country through uh, her military service, which we all, of course, appreciate, but at the same time, uh, using that as sort of a prop for um, getting into office and then pursuing really left wing and I would say anti patriotic um, uh, stances, which uh, you know is is a little bit evasive in my opinion well i mean look we've had a record of accomplishment in this term of congress Uh, record historic tax cuts that have delivered over two thousand dollars to the average middle-income family in the sixth congressional district deregulation work to bipartisan work bipartisan work to increase americans access to the financial system all of this leading to the best economy in generations uh, we've had a historic record uh, investment in medical research, the 21st Century Cures Act. We've tackled an opioid epidemic in this country with the most significant investment to fight a drug crisis in American history. We've, re- we've begun the process of rebuilding the military, increasing our end strength, um, addressing the readiness crisis, the first major pay raise, the largest pay raise for our troops in over a decade or almost a decade. Uh, and then Big, big reform of the VA the, with the VA Mission Act right. uh, that's giving our veterans greater access to, to medical care that they've earned. So this has been a Congress of tremendous success and a record of success. And it's, it's results versus resistance. And when you actually yep. examine what it is that my opponent is running on, it's on a, a far-left agenda. She said it in her own words, as you said, in a, at a fundraiser in Massachusetts with her liberal donors. She's further left more progressive than anyone in the state of Kentucky, anyone who's ever run for Have the- you ever had any fundraisers in Massachusetts? No. No, uh, I wouldn't think so. Well, I will, t- I will tell you that we do raise money from around the country, people who do support our campaign. and But having said that, the vast majority of my uh, contributions come from Kentuckians, yeah. as you would expect. In contrast, in contrast, my opponent- 80% of my opponent's contributions come from outside of Kentucky. They come from Massachusetts. They come from San Francisco, Hollywood, New York. Um, a big gun control litigation firm in New York City held a huge fundraiser for her. Hollywood movie stars sending money in. So that's why you're seeing this, this, this avalanche of you're seeing this avalanche of TV ads and a barrage of mail that's coming to your office and the social right. media and all of the, the online advertising that you're seeing right now, especially here in these last few days. And, you know, I, I would have preferred a campaign focused on the issues in debates. That's why I showed up at eight different uh, town hall meetings or debates or live in-person forums that 
uh, local communities uh, and chambers of commerce um, hosted for yeah, me. Talk and, a little bit about and that. And she didn't show up. And she did not show so up. She was invited to to come to basically come debate with you in eight different places around the the That's district. Right. And uh, she didn't show the up. The Frankfurt Chamber of Commerce, the Estill County Chamber of Commerce, the Winchester uh, Clark County Chamber of Commerce meetings, the Anderson County News hosted an event over in Lawrenceburg. Um, the WKYT offered to host a live in-person 101 on the stage uh, on live TV uh, a debate that she declined. So this is somebody who reluctantly even debated you one time, probably. Right, and we, we really barely got into some of the substantive differences. But, you know, here's the point that I'd like to make and that we were trying to make in the debate. Uh, she, my opponent has a slogan, um, and that slogan is country over party. And she has accused me of being a partisan. And the reality is that my I, I agree with that slogan. I think that's a I agree with that idea, putting country over party. I, I just think we might have a different definition of what country over party actually means. For me, country over party means whether it's a Republican idea or a Democrat idea, if it's a good idea, if it's an idea that it that is in the interest of my constituents and the country, I'm going to be for it. Right. And my record in the Congress has been bipartisan. I've, I co-chair the Bipartisan Congressional Horse Caucus. I work with Congressman Paul Tonko on advancing the thoroughbred industry, obviously, because I represent the horse capital of the world. I've, I've worked uh, in a bipartisan way on national security, uh, uh, on a legislation to update the way we review foreign investment in this country. It was a very bipartisan effort that became part of the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, I uh, introduced uh, the toughest economic sanctions ever directed at North Korea, and every single Democrat in Congress voted for my legislation. I worked w with a Democrat from Arizona, Kirsten Cinema, on increasing access to rural housing, manufactured housing. I have a record of bipartisanship in, in Washington when it advances the interests of my constituents. But my opponent's, my opponent's uh, views are very, very different. And I just don't think that Supporting late-term abortion is putting country over party. Right. Or repealing middle-class tax cuts is putting country over party. Or, say, or saying that single-payer is the way to go or supporting socialized medicine. I don't think that's putting country over party. I don't think that opposition to sensible border security or saying that physical barriers at the border to stop illegal immigration is quote-unquote stupid or sending... Uh, National Guard troops to the border is, quote-unquote, a colossal waste, in her own words. That is not putting country over party. Saying that the Paris Climate Agreement is good for this country when it would put America, America's economy at a competitive disadvantage, that's not putting country over party. Right. And, 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 and a fundraiser in liberal Massachusetts saying, I'm further left, more progressive than anyone in the state of Kentucky, that's not putting country over party. All of those positions— demonstrate a commitment to extreme hyper-partisanship. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> <That's, clears throat> that is not putting country over party, and it doesn't demonstrate an ability to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way. Right. Representative Stephen, or uh, I keep getting your name wrong, Tom Graves, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you that forever. That's fine. Yeah, uh, your thoughts on, on your, your race is not as bitter as this one, evidently um so that's why you're here um you can't take anything for granted obviously but you know in a sense because uh, it is politics but you're feeling better about your race and you've
been able to come up to the game. But your thoughts on the difference between hyperpartisanship and working sensibly with people across the aisle. Yeah, you know, Andy Andy makes some fantastic points there. Um, I, I would say if we look back, Andy, over the last maybe 2017, Tom, if you were to review, it might have been one of the most bipartisan Congresses in modern history. Really? It, and, you, and you might think I'm crazy, but – if you look at yeah, how many, I think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at how many pieces of legislation that really? President Donald Trump signed into law versus maybe Barack Obama, um, George Bush, Bill Clinton, and others, you might find that he has signed and appointed and had confirmed more justices. Just well, he had one Supreme Court justice, the the judicial nominees, and and many of his cabinet. But all the pieces of legislation, you might find that he has had more productivity than any other president in their very first year. And that only happens if it's bipartisan, right? right? Nothing gets really to his desk unless both Republicans and Democrats agree. Now, albeit the the uh, uh, entertainment media out there might not yeah. share that narrative. Um, but when I think about where we are in this election cycle, it certainly has gotten partisan, and, and there's no doubt that, that the left wants to win, and, and, and we certainly want to win. But really, what does an, a single election come down to if you take all these ads out of the way? It's, it's really about a district hiring a person yeah, to be their voice. Exactly. And so when any um, CEO or, or manager is doing a hiring, what are they going to do? They're going to evaluate the skill sets put before them. Mm -hmm. And, and here in this district, we have two people who, who are available for the job, one who has a, a, a proven record that he's willing to show up to the interview and talk about yeah. with a resume. Right. And it sounds like his opponent just has maybe a resume, but it's unwilling to show up for the interview. Right. And, and, and while they may be qualified, you certainly have to come and answer the questions and, uh, and show, show, show your record. Because ultimately, this district is hiring a voice, a very powerful voice in the most powerful country in the world uh, to speak on their behalf. And, uh, and, it, and it's clear, in my opinion, that, that Andy is that voice that's well-qualified and gifted and prepared for the job. However, maybe his opponent had showed up a little bit more often, um, might have demonstrated something different. But clearly, when you don't show up for the interview, it's really hard to get hired yeah. for the job. Yeah, it is. Stay with us. You are listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group. It is uh, a, a, a discussion between uh, Andy Barr and Representative Tom Graves of Georgia. News Radio 630 WLAP. Alexa, I need to know the news. I added to know the news to your shopping list. Oh, boy. Uh, how about this? Alexa, play News Radio 630 WLAP on iHeartRadio. There you go. Wasn't that easier? Wait, what? Nothing. Here's the station you asked for. At Dupree Financial Group, we do not earn commissions on your hard-earned retirement dollars. We don't sell you investment products that are difficult to understand. We do research on every security we recommend to you and follow them closely. We meet with you every six months to go over your investment performance. We don't hide from you. We communicate with you regularly about the status of your investments with us. We want you to be informed, comfortable, and happy. If all this sounds too good to be true, give us a try. 
Call us at 859-233-0400, and we'll set up a no-cost, no-obligation review of your retirement investment portfolio. You may be pleasantly surprised to find out what sort of services are available to you, the retirement investor. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, Representative Tom Graves of Georgia, uh, you're in line perhaps to be the head of the Appropriations Committee if the uh, if the votes come in the right way and you keep the House majority. Uh, several conservatives like myself were upset with the way it seemed like uh, – uh, Congress kind of gave away the farm and the omnibus bill, you would have different ideas on how to do that. Absolutely. And you were right to be upset, um, uh, as was I upset. And I think Andy as well shared my sentiment and yours. Um, I have a different perspective, and, and that is, as, as Republicans, we should be um, looking for ways to save taxpayers' dollars. Right. And I'm on the Appropriations Committee, which is known as the Spending Committee, but I, I come from a different cut of cloth. I, I believe we should be looking for ways to save money, not spend money. Mm-hmm. Certainly, there are necessities. We need to take care of national defense. We need to take care of a lot of the uh, 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 local law enforcement and, and, and certainly other many other things throughout our government. But what I did different this year that went against um, my own um, leadership within my own committee was I just chose not to spend everything that I was allocated to spend. Mm-hmm. Now imagine that, a Republican not spending all the dollars that they were given to spend. And in fact, uh, there were uh, other Republicans who, who I, I would just use the term, uh, I guess politely, cursed me for doing that because they wanted that money and yeah. they wanted to spend it. And, and, and I share that with you because Andy was one of the, the – uh, the thought leaders behind that for me and, and coming to me saying, hey, look, as appropriators, why do y'all always spend everything that you have? That's really just a limit. So we can get it next year. <laughs> right. It's just a limit. You're not supposed to spend past that is how the law would say. Yeah. Why do you always have to spend to it? It's just a ceiling. Can't you spend less than that? And so we came up with a creative way this year. And in fact, in my appropriation subcommittee, we saved $585 million dollars didn't spend it, could have, were legally allowed to, and uh, was signed into law. But we just chose not to, to demonstrate that as Republicans, maybe we can find two and a half pennies for every dollar we spend and set it aside. And we put it in a fund that we called the, the Fund for America's Kids and Grandkids and, uh, and barred it from being spent until the deficit has been reduced to zero. Well, we all know that the biggest drivers of the deficit are not the uh, – things that you deal with in your appropriations bill, but the predetermined spending on Medicare and uh, Social Security, those are the things that have the potential to bankrupt us as a country. And I guess there's no way to to deal with that yet. Is it? You know, I want to make a point about that because, you know, tax cuts, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, this historic um, growth-producing tax cut bill that we passed in this term of Congress has actually strengthened Medicare. Now, why is that? Because there's more people working 
Right. Because we've created jobs and, and prosperity and employers are hiring. And that means there's more people working. And the, the funding mechanism. But all it's done, Medicare, really, Andy, the, the fact is all it's done is set off its insolvency. Well, that's true. About that's a, absolutely. A year. Well, obviously, that's true. But it's an important point. We extended the solvency of Medicare by a year from 2025 to 2026. Now, the unfunded liabilities are still out there. $40 trillion in unfunded liabilities. And no doubt. In order for us to, in the long run, uh, balance the federal budget and avoid a debt crisis, we need uh, to um, uh, uh, obviously reform mandatory spending, welfare also um, as part of that, not just Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, but also some of the, some of the entitlement programs, the welfare programs <clears throat> that are out there. But, but let me make this point as well. My opponent has criticized tax cuts as producing deficits. Total nonsense. We will never balance the budget. We will never balance the federal budget without growth. We were growing at less than 2% uh, during the Obama years, on average, less than 2%. In fact, uh, President Obama's economists were saying, you know, this is the new normal. Demographics dictate that we will never grow like we did before. Well, we've proven that wrong because we're growing at between 35 and 4.2%. The tax cuts are totally paid for if we simply grow at 2.6% on average over the next decade. We're already growing between 35 and 4.2% over the last couple of quarters. Um, and here's, a, here's the other fact. In 2018, with the tax cuts in place, the federal government will take in more federal revenue than we did in 2017 without the tax cuts. Because again, we have more growth and therefore more taxpayers producing more revenue. So we're actually creating more revenue to the government not through higher taxes, but through more taxpayers. Uh, and I just, I just think that um, it would be a huge mistake to roll back these, these tax cuts and use the deficit as the argument to do so. That will just destroy growth right. and make it even harder to balance the federal budget. Well, the, the, what's, the reason why the deficit is going up is two things. Mandatory spending continues to grow uh, unchecked. And secondly, interest rates are going up. Uh, monetary policy normalization, meaning obviously that debt service payments on our growing debt are, are increasing. And that is what is producing higher deficits, despite the fact that revenue is growing. You know, um, this is going to sound um, like I'm throwing something in here at a time, but uh, this country really needs to change uh we need a change among people in the country in terms of uh, expectations. Um, we need prayer, repentance. We need uh, a change of of uh, of our direction because for too long we've been a me too kind of thing. What can I get from the government? How can I? T it 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 goes directly against what John F. Kennedy said. Uh, what can my country do for me? Rather, what can I do for my country? Um, and um, we're in, we're on an unsustainable path in terms of our federal uh, entitlement programs. And the only change that can make a difference is going to be a spiritual change. You know, people have to. There has to be something bigger than us to to make a difference. And uh, uh, I hope uh, there are people in Congress that can realize this, that uh, 
you know, Donald Trump was a shot across the bow of all forms of conventional thinking about what a politician should be. I mean, the guy is um, so hard to pin down in terms of what he was, and he's opened the door for a lot of non-conventional people to run for, for office and that kind of thing. But the system itself has become so corrupted in so many ways that uh, um, it's going to take something, I call it spiritual, something from outside the system to finally change it. I don't see any other way. You know, twiddling around at the edges isn't going to make a difference. Well, that's why we need leaders like Tom uh, to lead the Appropriations Committee. And I, I want to make this point and then invite Tom to say whatever he wants about the reform agenda to save the country from bankruptcy, which is um, uh, all of our calling and our commitment. <clears throat> you know, we will not have a Tom Graves chairing the Appropriations Committee if, uh, if the Democrats take the 6th Congressional District seat. If, if the Democrats take this seat in Congress and they take other similar competitive seats in Congress, guess who is the chairman of the appropriation? I don't even want to know. It's the ranking member is Nita Lowy right Lowy. now. From and New York. From New York. A big spending liberal. Yeah. Um, you know, Maxine Waters becomes the chairman of the House Financial Services Committee. Good. Nancy Boy. Pelosi becomes Speaker of the House. This is not in the interest of the American taxpayer. Hmm. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, Tom, you're, you're we got you're, about a minute. Yeah, you're 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 right. I mean, um, uh, all the way around on what you're saying. And and I would say for me and Andy and, and each member of Congress it's about doing our, our part in our in the little space in which we operate and the, and the role that we have. And, you know, if I'm given that opportunity, obviously, I'm going to do do my part. But it is much bigger than the Appropriations Committee. Yeah. You nailed it. Absolutely. And it's going to take courage and, uh, and and conviction to move forward. And it's going to take members of any elected body, including the president, willing to make decisions that might not get them reelected if right. they make those decisions. That's right. But that's the courage that it'll take. If you explain it properly, it could. You know, that's why I've always felt like uh, Trump, in a sense, is, a, is like an independent who's a Republican. But it's got to be somebody from outside the system. Gentlemen, I want to thank you guys for being here today um, and uh, making the Tom Dupree show uh, a happening deal today. Good to be with you, Tom. Um, Thanks, Tom, and go big blue, Tom. Uh, what about those dogs? <laughs> we're going to see what happens on the field of play today, and uh, we'll have to deal with the outcome once it's done. So you've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial. Stay with us for another half hour, for another hour. It's News Radio 630 WLAP.